You're listening to the Girls Gone Gab podcast. We're your hosts, Mackenzie and Sierra. Buckle, Buckle up, because we're about to get gabbing. All right. Hello, guys. Uh, we're back with another Girls Gone Gab episode, and I just want to set the scene for y'all. Um, I'm sitting on my couch, and Mackenzie is standing, swaying in her kitchen right now as we record this episode. Um, and my first question to Mackenzie is, how is the first week of February treating you? How is Focus February going for you? Do you have any updates for the people? Um, starting with my standing position, yeah, I also have my golden mic in hand. I'm holding it up to my face. So I look like I'm about to commentate a wrestling match, um, (laughs) but the reason I'm doing so is because I am temporarily <laughs> I'm temporarily disabled, and that is because I accidentally got my period. I was like, "Been <laughs> dancing a little bit too hard, or something?" Or no, no, I haven't. So listen, okay, one just oops, got my period. <laughs> well, yeah. Focus February is off to a rocky start. Let me tell you that. Um, <laughs> to start, um, I can't remember if we talked about this or touched. I doubt we gave a weather prediction last episode, but nonetheless, um, there was an ice storm both here in Austin and in Louisville, same time last week. I mean, I think it was like majority of the country, honestly. Um and my dad and my brother were supposed to come into Austin and visit. So we were going to have a fun little weekend. And that was part of the Focus February. It was like, okay, like three out of the four weekends, I'm going to be busy. Like I already have plans. Well, like plans like with family that like it, me not drinking and me not being on dating apps and all my other random things that are on the list for Focus February, like aren't going to be a big deal. Like I'm not even going to notice it. Well, the trip got canceled. So I was big fat, stuck in my apartment, and it was like 12 degrees. I had nothing to do. Um, so it's kind of sad that they couldn't come um, for my dad's birthday, but they're rescheduling the trip. It'll be better when it's warmer, yada, yada. So there's that. And then I was going stir crazy in the apartment because work from home life, it's just different when you work from home. And then you like don't go out and do things like you just, it's just you in your apartment. And so you just send voice notes to Sierra all day of thoughts (laughs) that come into your mind. I'm like, have you ever thought about this? And it's just like a 30 second voice clip and that's it. Like, and then I'm just back to work. Um, So Sierra's like become my coworker (laughs) at my new job. She's like, I didn't sign up for this. You can't just like go down the hall and just like talk to someone that you work with. So you're like, I'm just gonna just send her a message. Exactly. And that's what I'm known for, honestly. Like, it's like my key characteristic at work in a workplace setting. I mean, I think I'm a great employee if I do say so myself. And I think many other people would say that. But I you think the entertainment to the work. But I bring the party. I'm. I do. I bring the party. You can look at my LinkedIn recommendations and it literally says that like not in those exact words, but pretty much they're like, she lights up the office. She gets the people going, you know, I just, I like to talk obviously. 
<laughs> and when I'm at home, 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 like if I visit, um, back in Louisville and I'm staying with my mom, um, she works from home and she'll work in the basement. I work upstairs and I will just trot down the stairs like every 20 minutes just to tell her what's been happening at work for the last 20 minutes <laughs> and then come back up to, you know, whatever. It's, it's just my signature move. So I'm missing out on that. I've been giving Sierra a lot of commentary updates. So I've been stuck in the freaking house. Uh, the one thing I did get to do, uh, equally as entertained as I am or like when you bug her or no. Oh, is Linda entertained? Yes. Uh, you know, I, I would say you guys are probably on the same level of like half the time it's amusing. And then half the time you're like, why are you telling me this? <laughs> like it's, it's not, I don't think it's bothering you all, but you're just like, I don't know that I needed to know that today, but I needed you to know it. Got it. So curious. I mean, she is your mom. So she has had to put up with you for longer. Yeah. Sometimes she's like, don't you need to be back to work? And I'm like, no, they're good. I'll be back up there in a minute. <laughs> I'm here with you right now. Let's focus on that. <laughs> okay. Sorry for interrupting you. <laughs> um, what I was saying was, um, <laughs> the one thing I did do last week, I did not go line dancing or I haven't even been line dancing yet. Um, two-stepping. <laughs> I didn't go two-stepping last week, but I did go to dance class. So I have been going to a new gym um, or like studio, whatever you want to call it, like group fitness classes. And they have dance there just called, it's called Body Rock actually. And <laughs> body rock on Wednesdays at 5 30 and so I decided to go last week and it was so fun which not groundbreaking because you know I was a dancer growing up yada yada and I know I've mentioned this before on the podcast but like it's just different like when you've been a dancer when you've done something before then when you like go into that situation one like you're kind of judgy of it because you're like is this the kind of dance I'm going to like, or the kind of this, or the kind of that one. And then two, you like put a bunch of expectations on yourself. You're like, well, I have to be amazing because I am a dancer. And if I don't, then everyone's going to think I'm a big fat pony and that I suck, even though no one knows that. So <laughs> I came and it was, it was so much fun. It was like a hip hop slash, sassy dance you know just a little hip-hop sassy dance was it like a zumba type of thing like no 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 this was lizzo i mean you could zumba to anything really but um no it was just it was hip-hop sassy dance but i mean like, my best. The format, like the format of like there's lots of repetitive steps you're doing things in those kinds of sequences I mean, you, you repeat some things, but it's not, it's not like a class where it's like, we're just going to do these three moves for the whole dance. And then you're going to do like a uh, 30 seconds of squats in the middle of it. Like we actually danced the whole time, but it wasn't like a choreographed routine that we like learned and kept doing. Like we had multiple songs. Mm -hmm. So the teacher was really good because we all just flowed. Like I think a lot of other people in the room were also new. No one knew that I was new to class 
And if they asked, I was going to tell them I'd never danced in my life before, so they'd be blown away by my skills. Um, but they didn't. They didn't ask. Um, <laughs> to my surprise, nobody asked me. <laughs> I mean, I did get, like, a couple shout-outs. Like, I was leading the back of the room because I was in the last row because I showed up late because it was raining. And, and So then, you know, we had to do some moves around the world. Around the world. Well, when that happens, if you're in the back row, you are now the leader. You now have to lead the whole pack. And the rest of the back row was like... <laughs> They were like, oh, what? And I, I carried us through on those few moves. I carried us through. As you um, did. I was like, I got this. I got this, guys. Don't you worry about it. I have beginner's luck. What can I say? Um, I will ride that train. I will just pretend that this is my first time ever dancing in my life. Um, but yeah, it was so fun. And I'm excited to go back tomorrow. Tomorrow's my next dance class. I'm just really getting into the dance world, which seems weird to say again, because I danced for an absurd amount of time, but it's just, it's so different when you're just doing it for fun and not for like competition because any other time I've pretty much danced in my life, it's like, it has to be good. Um, and I'm sure even for you, like as much as you love dancing, it's probably still different. Like you teach dance, you know what I mean? And like, you either have to adjust your level down to people, little people, as in small humans, as in children. Um, and adults. I teach adults, too. Yeah. Like, you just have to vary your level based on audience. And you also have to, like, give them what they came for, what they're paying for. Like, you're not just boot-scooting boogieing, you know? Yeah. So, it's been a new experience between my two-stepping, which I'm going to get back to might go line dancing this week. <sighs> Got to go to my dance class. And I've been watching um, uh, The Real Dirty Dancing. You've been watching it? Yep. I have. I have. I just finished episode two. I've not so, it, but I've seen clips. And I'm like, this concept seems really strange to me. Listen, if Tyler Cameron's involved, there's nothing strange about it. And sign me up. Sum me up. I don't care what it is. <laughs> it's on its own as a show. If he was not cast, it would be weird. No one would be watching. With Tyler Cameron, we are all captivated. My mother is also watching. I mean, I'm sure he's entertaining to watch, but just the fact that he's picking up, like, these ladies and just, like, swinging them around and being shirtless I'm like what what is this what's the what's the show what is the show are you just like reenacting scenes from the movie and somebody's like yeah that was good that was amazing 10 out of 10 yes that's pretty much it like I'm like what it's is a dance competition it's a dance competition so they have partners there's four girls four guys they get partnered up and then they have to recreate um dances from the movie and so they have like a performance at the end of the episode and then someone gets sent home. Um, and, like, some of the clips you've probably seen on social media are, like, they'll do, like, little bits, like, in between, like, their rehearsals or um, their actual performance where, you know, like, they go down to the lake and they try to do the lift or they try to do a scene in Johnny's cabin or whatever. I'm not even, like, that well-versed in the movie, honestly. Again, 
don't need to be. Don't need to be. I just need Tyler Cameron to be there, and I'm in. Um, you have any prior knowledge of the real Dirty Dancing movie to watch the show? <laughs> yeah, you will enjoy it regardless. And so, but I don't know that I can say that it would be as enjoyable. Or, I mean, you know, the bar would be really low if he was not there. No hate to the rest of the cast. Um, <laughs> so I'm hoping he makes it to the last week. What? He said he's carrying it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's definitely carrying um, the show. So I just finished watching episode two, like literally 15 minutes ago. So I'm ready to boot Scoot Buggy. But the reason I'm standing today, which I – this is a long-winded answer to how I'm doing, um, <laughs> is that I accidentally got my period because homegirls that listen to the pod religiously know – I don't do periods. I just don't do them. I take birth control nonstop. Um, literally with the main purpose of not having a period because I got time for that. And <laughs> it hurts my body and literally debilitates me for like a week with my prior back surgery, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So that's normally all fine and dandy until Mackenzie skips a few days. And then my body will take that opportunity to wreak havoc on me. It will sneak in through the night and come for me. And then, like, once it's happening, like, there's no stopping it. Like, the wrath has already taken over my body. So we've been down for about two days already. And I got to get back up. I got to get back up because I got to dance class tomorrow. (laughs) (laughs) I've been not so focused in February if you've been missing your – Missing your pills. There's a timer and everything. What is what happens? Uh, you know, it's been hard. It's just, it really, truly, focus February is hard. Like it's February eighth, and I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. I can, I can, and I will because I'm petty. And for those reasons, I won't let anyone be able to tell me that I didn't do something. So I did hang out with friends one night this weekend. We didn't like go out, but I, everyone else drank. I did not drink. I had my little glass of water. And then uh, the drinking, this will be the hardest weekend because we're going in, we're going into V-Day. We're going into FB day, AKA football day. And Gallons, Galentine's brunch. It's a lot. It's a lot. Literally two days, though. That's 14th and 15th, or whatever. Thir- 13th. It's actually, it's well, two- it's the same. It's the same day, but if I go line dancing Thursday, then I think I might go, I might go club Friday, might go. Silent Disco Saturday might go Galentine's Brunch Sunday. And another club. Party. club. <laughs> I feel like I have to get all my socializing in this weekend because, like I said, I was down and out this past weekend. The cold weather shuts down Texas, so there was no buen, no buen going on. And then I'll be back in Kentucky last two weekends, and some of my friends have friends coming in. Plus, it's V-Day. Plus, it's FB day. It's a lot. Did you say Buen? What did you just say? I'm sorry. 
I said when as a, as my own shortening for bueno. Okay. I don't know why. I was just like, I didn't quite catch that. I don't Sometimes Mackenzie is like sometimes. I just, like, I need a translator. Last last week we had the alki-alki. Which, which, can we just say, can we just say, oh my gosh, I also forgot, Friday, I don't even know if I can be, make it to the club <laughs> because I got to go see a comedy show. <laughs> I'm busy. <laughs> you know what, February, <laughs> focus February, it is a turbulent takeoff but i have a feeling we're gonna be sailing soon um okay back to my point alki alki listen i said that sierra was like what the hell are you even saying you're nuts so then like two days later i'm listening to one of my favorite podcasts hey babe podcast and like it's no secret that i always listen to them and so like yeah, I'm sure some of the some of the words slip into my vernac every now and then, you know. But I don't even know that they've ever said alki alki. And if they did, like I've never said it before, aside from on that podcast. And what do you know? Chris brings it up, and he was like, "Yeah, like I think I'm giving up the alki alki. Like I'm I'm gonna take a break. Like I just can't be." I was like. This is literally the same conversation with the same term. We're living in a collective consciousness. I don't know. But, okay, it's just, it it jars me sometimes because Mackenzie will sneak in words or phrases that I've never heard her say before, ever, and just act like she's been saying them forever and ever. And just like carry on with her story or her sentence, and I just have to be like, well, hold on, did what did you just say? So sometimes I just have to backtrack and be like, you just said Boyne, <laughs> as in you only shortened it by one letter. You're like, you could have just said Bueno, but she just was like Boyne, and I'm like, what? <laughs> listen, listen, it's called style. Look it up, okay? You gotta have style to your storytelling. <laughs> It's called a performance. It's not, Anyways. I'm not judging. I just, it, again, it catches me off guard and I have to like acknowledge that I noticed. <laughs> um, yeah. So anyways, also I'm seeing Nate Bargassi on Friday. If anyone's curious, I forgot that I have to, I don't have to do that. I purchased tickets <laughs> to go do that, but it's a busy, it's a busy weekend. It's a rocky start, but we're going to get there in February and I'm going to make it through. I'm going to backtrack again. Um, the Real Dirty Dancing show, where can we find that? Where is that? Um, you can find it on Fox. It is on at 8, 9, 7, 8 Central. 9, 8 Central. It's on 9, 8 Central. Um, it really throws me off having lived on East Coast time and having, like, I'm used to Disney Channel saying, like, you know, 8, 9 Central. And then, like, I knew that that for me, what that was, I'm already thrown off. I can't, I can't think about it. My brain's breaking. Um, but it's on Fox. What day of the week? It's on think? Fox. It's on eight o'clock here, which means it's on at nine o'clock Eastern time. Yeah. Um, and it's on, on Tuesdays okay. today. 
it's Friday or maybe another day as you're listening to this, but it comes out on Tuesdays. I don't know how many episodes it's going to be because it's a small cast. So like we might only have like three or four more episodes. Gotcha. Okay. I was just curious because I've not seen it, so I didn't know where it was, but. Or Hulu. You can find it on Hulu. Gotcha. Okay. Also been watching um, How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Father. <laughs> I know. I haven't seen that either, but I never really watched the How I Met Your Mother, so I'm like, Neither I, did I. That you have to have seen that to watch this one, but let's be honest, I just want to watch it because Hillary Duff. Right, right. And I don't even know if the concept's the same. I mean, I assume it is, but I have not watched like any of How I Met Your Mother. Um, so yeah, obviously Hillary Duff, that's the reason we're there. But also what I didn't know until I hit play was that Kim Cattrall is also one of the main characters. I heard that. I don't know. And I'm like, know what her character is but I heard she was in it yeah she plays basically Hillary Duff in the future and I'm like awkward to be on HBO Max alongside uh what's the sex in the city one called I'm blanking um well they're they're not on HBO Max but yes it is it is are you sure Uh, well Uh, check I think so. I I've been watching it. I think it's a Hulu exclusive. I'm pretty sure. Well, Hulu Hulu exclusive, babes. Sorry. Hulu exclusive. Well, I knew I had seen it recently, so it's all good. It's it gets mixed up in the mix, you know. But um, it's still weird. It's still weird, nonetheless, just because it's premiering around the same time that, and just like that, you know. I mean that actually just wrapped up but still nonetheless it's a very close timing for her to like reemerge um and to be on this like random like sitcom show and not the show that she was like wildly famous for i mean to each their own but you're right i didn't even recognize her at first and not because she looked bad i'm not like throwing shade just like when i first watched it, i was like wait is that i don't know if that's kim Cattrall. like so I had to like search it and confirm that yes, that is in fact her. Also, yes, you're right. It is on Hulu. My bad. I've been going back and forth between Hulu and HBO Max for the past like week. And so we'll forgive you. I've seen it. So I'm sorry. What'd you say? I said, we'll forgive you. Um, we will not send you into a timeout for the rest of the episode. Thanks. Um I just want to chat really quickly about just like some things I've seen online recently. It's not necessarily pop culture, but just like things. Okay. They're just random things. Just, you know, things that I put in my notes app. Um, one is, you know, very wholesome, very good. Um, did you see the girl on TikTok talking about the too good to go app? Oh yeah. It's the app that you can get leftovers. Yeah. Like not like food waste. Yeah. I've seen that before. Bags or whatever. So unfortunately mm-hmm. there's no zero locations in my area, but they do have them in Austin. I don't know if that interests you at all, but I, I saw it 
and I haven't looked it up, but I knew that there had to be some in Austin. Yeah, there's like a bunch because on the map, like you can kind of look through the whole map of the country, but I feel like that girl's TikTok, and I wish I knew her name. I'm very sorry. Shout out to her. She got like over a million like views on that TikTok video. And I was like, that sounds cool. Like I want to get mystery bags of food, (laughs) random locations to help save the world. Um, But alas, there is none in my area. But again, I'm just going to hold on to hope and pray that enough people watch her TikTok and then we have some locations pop up in this area. Yeah. I, I have, I saw the video that you're referencing and I've seen a video prior to that reference. I'm, it's just, it has to be the same app, same program. It was another girl that lived in New York. So the first time I saw it, she made it sound like a New York only thing. And I was like, this is probably a New York thing because there's restaurants every two feet. But then after hers, I was like, there has to be some in Austin. So haven't looked into it. I also like don't live like right in the heart of Austin. So I don't know how many are like close to me personally. Um, I mean, it's a cool concept. I don't know if I'm unpicky enough of an eater to get a grab bag. If I had a general idea of what's (laughs) coming in my bag or if it's like a restaurant where I like know that I like everything on the menu. Yeah. Cool. But I might just be wasting uh, more food if I roll up. I understand. I understand. So it looks like, from what I can tell, at least in the United States, there's a lot in, like, the Northeast. So, like, D.C., New York, like, Boston, that area. And then there's, like, a whole bunch in, like, the Chicago area, the Austin area, and then everything else is, like, California. So pretty much only in those regions. Everywhere else on the map is you know, vacant. But again, maybe the more popular and the more traction this app gains or this company gains, maybe the more people will hop on board and like the more restaurants and food suppliers. I do know that a lot of people were kind of criticizing it though, saying like, well, why don't they just donate their leftovers like for free? Why are people buying it? Like, why are they profiting off of this food that they're not going to be using? And I get that also. I get that also. Hopefully, people are going to be doing both. You know what I mean? Like, maybe they can have people buy it and then also, above and beyond that, donate a good portion of it as well. Um, Yeah. Because I I imagine a lot of shelters also want non-perishables, and I'm sure a lot of the things that they're getting rid of are perishable and, like, need to go in that, like – that day whatever you know what I'm saying yeah again not saying you can't donate things that aren't perishable like you can but like people could eat it yeah it's tough it's tough because you're like okay well on one hand this stuff prior to this had to have either just have been being thrown away or donated one of the two you know something was happening with it Mm -hmm. but now that there's this avenue to profit off of it on one hand, like, you, I mean, I don't know if we want to get into capitalism here, like, whole thing. It's like, as small business owners and restaurant owners, which a lot of restaurants and businesses are, you understand, like, this helps their bottom line, which helps them to pay their workers, which helps 
their families and, you know, et cetera, et cetera, because it can be, I mean, I don't know. I've never run a restaurant, but I would imagine it's a hard operation to run, mm-hmm. but then you're also like, but you have this opportunity. And so, yeah, hopefully maybe there's a way for the two to come together and both causes to benefit. Yeah. Either way, I did think it was an interesting concept and I just wanted to mention it. So again, it's called too good to go. So if you live in any of those areas I mentioned, check it out. Um, another thing that I saw, and this is not so wholesome. Okay. It's really, it's not wholesome. But Sierra brings the dark side to everybody. (laughs) Bringing the dark side. Um, so I saw this girl again, don't have her name. I need to take better notes. So sorry. Also on top, say that you needed, all the girls needed to check out this one certain Instagram account. And the puppy melons. Why'd you have to spoil it for me? Okay. I wanted to say it and now you said it. (laughs) Mackenzie's just coming right in there. She's like, I already know. I heard it. I heard it first. Well, just let me finish my sentence. But yes, the puppy melons. So I had never heard of this and I was like, what is this girl talking about? And what do you know? Of course, there's two men at least that I follow or that follow me and I follow them that are also following this account. And I'm like, is it a red flag? I don't know. What do you think? You are- one absolutely it's a red flag number two i'm shooketh that there's no one that i follow or i don't have anyone mutual with puppy melons and i really think that's just because the men that i follow that are misogynistic and horrible um which you know you're like why are you following them in the first place i don't know pointed i kind of i'm like i thought you were better than that you know who who are they? I mean, you don't have to like say like first and last uh, name. But, like, I have to go back because I can only remember one at the moment. Um, uh, I mean, it'll take me two seconds to look. Um, okay, one of them is like somebody that I actually know and like met before. Um, and I can just tell you his code name because nobody else knows. He's the guy that lives in New York. Follows puppy melons. No. No, I was like, that wow. was so sad. I'm so sad about this. Not that we had like a ton of character like checks on him because we, we knew very little, but still just his overall aura didn't not give off puppy melon vibes. I know, I know total opposite. I was like, again, just we should probably, I was just disappointed. We stop and explain what puppy melons is. Yeah, but also real quickly before we explain, the second person is um like this male dancer like he's a dancer that I follow on Instagram so he doesn't follow me back but he's like very popular like dance Instagram famous guy that I follow so anyways those are the two and I was like oh my god of all the people why'd it have to be New York guy (laughs) so yeah let's just tell the people what Puppy Melons is in case you didn't know so Basically, it's an Instagram account that is private, actually. You have to request to follow it. And I don't think you cannot. So they must have they oh. must have gone private in the last week. Okay, well I saw sure. it. And I don't follow Puppy Melons. <laughs> well, they're private now because I saw it also. Like I saw it, but Right, right. 
I'm saying they made the they made the move recently. Yeah. Because of the controversy, I I guess. But um so I don't know how hard it is to get in on the puppy melons if if you're interested. But basically, it's an Instagram <laughs> account that disguises itself as a page with cute pictures of puppies. But every single post is a carousel of pictures and after the very first picture, it's literally just girls with big boobies. And you um, swipe through. I mean, they're they're cl- barely, but they're clothed. It's yeah. not like it's not explicit. I mean, they're in like you know bikinis. But right. It's not the girls. We don't have a problem with the girls. The problem is the deceit. Yeah, I'm not disgusted. I'm like, I'm not like, how dare they post pictures of girls in their bikinis? Because I'm like, good for them. Like, if they were posting these pictures on their own page, I'd be like, good for right. them. But, but this page is made for men. Yes. The fact that somebody thought it would be cute to be like, oh, let's be wholesome and call something puppy melons. Basically, again, calling females melons, again, just, I'm like, don't don't ever I mean, refer to my boobies as melons. Just don't. <laughs> don't do it. Well, I mean, the main ploy in my mind is that it's it's a cover. It's I mean, if you really dig into it, it doesn't take long to figure out. But like for guys that their girlfriends like check who they're following, whatever, or they're just like scrolling through their Instagram feed, like and their girlfriends walking past. They don't want, like, some girl in a bathing suit to, like, pop up on their page. So they follow these dog accounts. So that way, like, the dog just comes up and you have to swipe to see the girls. Right. It's a whole thing. Like, if you're going to be a hoe, just be one. Like, don't. If you're going to lurk, just, just be open about it. Just Yeah, to the guys, again, not the girls. Because I'm sure they don't even have the rights to post most of these photos. I'm trying to think, though, if there was a girl version of this, like, what would it be called? Nothing. It wouldn't I, exist. It wouldn't exist. <laughs> I mean, because I'm sure there's girls out there that like to like hot guys' pictures as well. But again, just not in the same way, though. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not trying to hide it from anyone. Exactly. Like, if girls do, it's never in that. First of all, like, men are weird. Like, they just follow a bunch of IG, a lot of them just follow like a ton of IG models or these random girls that are hot that like post bikini pics or whatever all the time, which again, no shade to the girls, but it's just weird because, like, I would never just like, I'm not saying I've never followed, you know, an attractive person on Instagram that I didn't personally know, but I don't have like hundreds of male models (laughs) in my like following. Like that would just be so weird to me. Like the ones I do follow are also like either actors or musicians or whoever. And I actually follow very, very few people that I don't know. I like lurk in celebrity Instagram every now and then just to know what's going on. But like, I don't even really follow that many celebrities. Cause I'm like, that's weird. I don't have time for this. I don't need to look at you. Well, and the girls that I follow that I would, I would say I follow because I like their style or like their models or whatever are mostly females. And I follow them because I like their content or I gain some kind of inspiration 
from them, I'm not following males that I find attractive. Like, because to me, I'm like, that's embarrassing. Maybe, maybe it's not. I just perceive it as such. And I'm like, I can go look at their page whenever I want to, but like to follow them. No, I'm like, that's too much. I'm that's doing too much. It's, it's yeah I really think I've like been trying to rack my brain and I think the only person I think the only male um species that I don't personally know that I follow on Instagram is Gabrielle from Emily and Paris and he doesn't even post that often like and that's okay that's one person it's a show he's also like not posting like pics in a speedo every day so it's like you know, I don't know. It's just the male behavior routine is odd. It, it's, it like, is. it's given desperate energy. Also, a couple of other weird trends that Mackenzie and I have talked about this week, like, you know, separately, but we're just going to shed light on these things on the podcast as well, or at least I am, is... One of them is the I was raised by blank trends. The like, it's a TikTok trend. Yeah. How do you explain this? I'm like, I know. I'm like, I don't know that that's giving people a good picture. So it's a TikTok trend. I'm going to take over. Um, It's a TikTok trend where there's like a song playing in the back and it'll be like, uh, you all were raised by Karen's, but I was raised by. Monica and like that's what the text will say on the screen and then it goes into like a slideshow of pictures of that person's parents or their mom whoever they're referencing either their mom or their dad some videos reference both parents and then like it's like a montage of like hot pictures other parents like when they were younger and the trend really started because (laughs) Some people were like, you were raised by Karens. I was raised by Jimothy. And then like it shows pictures of their dad like being a total hippie or like going to, you know, their mom's at a um, like riot or a rally or something like unique personality traits that make their parents like cool. And then somewhere along the way, it got a little weird and people started posting like (laughs) hot pictures of their parents. And it's just odd because, like, they're trying to flex it for, like, clout on TikTok. And, like, the song that goes with it in the background just seems, like, uh, sexual. The words, the words are, do you want to bang, 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 bang. Like, it's a very sexual song. And I'm like, y'all are just out here posting pictures of your moms and dads. Like, do you want to bang? playing in the background and I'm like it's so weird it's a little bit weird something about this is I don't like it yeah it's odd it's especially odd when it's like girls doing like videos of just their dad or sons doing videos of their moms I don't know it's something doesn't sit right and the the video itself is one thing but then when I think about it deeper and I think they had to like go find some old pictures they were like, mom, like, where's some old pictures of you? They like dug through them. They were like, mm, these are like the four hottest ones. You know, like they, they hand curated this. Mm-hmm. And then they had to like either scan the photos or take a picture because none of these people's parents 
were alive when iPhones were a thing. So like they found these photos, they sought them out. Like they, there's no way they just already had a bank of hot pics of their parents in a folder on their iPhone. And if that's the case, <laughs> we got a bigger problem. Straight to jail. What are y'all doing with those pictures? <laughs> Straight to jail. I mean, I'm sorry. I love both of my parents. I'm sure they might be listening to this podcast. And I don't think they were not, they were ugly like when they were younger, but like, I'm sorry, I'm not going to post a thirst trap video <laughs> of them. Like, I, I would be concerned as a parent. I'd be like, what are you doing? Again, and I was telling Mackenzie, I was like, the only way that I would maybe, maybe be on board is if like my mom or dad was like a pop star or like a rock star or like someone famous, like in the public eye, then I'd be like, maybe. Right. Which even those, the ones where their parents are truly famous seem kind of weird. It's still weird because of the song choice. But because the point is you're trying to flex on the fact that you have cool parents and that's fine. And I enjoy seeing the people who are like, I was raised by Derek and Derek was (laughs) a baseball player. And you're like, that's cool. Right. And the concept is still kind of weird because of the song choice and the. Yeah. Well, and it's weird to me if they're, if their parents were full on famous, because then it's like. Like your your dad's Brad Pitt, like you really didn't need to flex on us like that. Like, okay, we didn't need to go there. Yes, I, Brad Pitt's kids have not done it, but they're. I've seen a few that like their parents are famous, famous, and it's like, listen, you already live in a mansion. Can you just let us have our normal parents? <laughs> but like, if your dad was like a baseball player, like I don't consider that like big time famous, famous, yeah. or like. They were in a small punk band or, you know, that's, that's cutesy. That's the only time. Okay. We'll deal with the trend. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Yeah. I don't mean like a top tier famous, but I just mean like had a more elevated profession. They weren't just like some random accountant, you know? Yeah. Then I'm like, I'm a little bit more interested, but yeah. I, I sent you a video too that was like mocking the videos. Some girl made one of her dad and she was like, this is like Steve. And then it was just like the most average basic pictures of this like average man. And she was like, yeah, these are average pictures of my dad because y'all are gross. What the heck are y'all doing? <laughs> like they're strapping your parents. <laughs> yes. That's what I want to see of them. Just be like, here's Kathy. And she like, you know, she's a front desk receptionist for a medical facility and it's like her like co-workers and that's how we should be seeing our parents she was like because what is wrong with (laughs) y'all i'm just glad somebody said it (laughs) exactly also what is wrong with the people who are doing the other tiktok trend of the smasher pass of disney characters how do we feel about that because well i almost did it well, I did do it, but I didn't post it because it got deleted somehow. Um, like, I'm not going to lie. Like, they, they make me laugh. But at exactly. Same, at the same time, am I actually attracted to sexually to a cartoon? No, no. And I never have in my life. But it's, it's a bit. We're doing a bit. I know. And I'm not shaming people if you have that kink or whatever. Like, if that's your thing, like, whatever. But I didn't say that. So we were doing a bit. No, but I'm, I also don't want to ostracize the people who really might be attracted to cartoons. You know, I'm just trying not to offend people here. But am I – stop giving me looks, okay? <laughs> giving me looks. 
Um, but again, I'm not, I'm just like, I'm not hopping on that trend. Personally, I think they're funny to watch other people's, but I'm like, I can't think about cartoons in that way. In the Smash Bros. Right. Well, I don't either, but... If I had to, I would, but... When, when, you, when you get into playing the game, I'll tell you this. Because I was like, oh, this will be, be a funny bit. And I'll post it to my world-famous TikTok. So I did it. <laughs> and then my phone, like, died or something. Like, I forget what happened. But it was... I enjoyed playing the game uh, with just myself. And uh, it's just because, like, there's so many... A lot of them, it was like, that's like a really sweet, like innocent character, like a small animal that was like, no, like I could not, like it, that felt like, you know, like sexualizing something innocent, but some of those Disney characters just be given off sexual energy. Like and the humans, not like the ones that are like, you know, objects or animals. Um, some animals and some objects. Um, <laughs> Alrighty. Okay. I couldn't tell you which characters I had. I don't remember all of them. I do remember that I had Dory and I passed on Dory because that felt, Dory has an intellectual disability and it felt like consent wasn't going to be involved and I couldn't do that. <laughs> Can't do that one. That felt, I mean, that felt like assault so um they could get like i could maybe get behind some of the like princes you know like the the princes right so i had some i think there were some princes um i think i had what's her name uh the one from princess and the frog tiana tiana yeah like they're grown they can make their own choices yeah. They're attractive people so and again it's like it's just it's just a sexual energy it's just a fun little bit because yeah some of them were inanimate objects some of them were male female like I do not personally find myself attracted to inanimate objects um <laughs> women or cats but for the sake of the game you know for the sake, for the of, the sake of the game we'll play along exactly got it <laughs> I'm just saying try it out <laughs> just, just try it out you know um Okay, last but not least, and this will lead us into our Bachelor commentary. Um, Mackenzie actually pointed this out to me recently, and I'm starting to notice it too. But, again, it'll lead us into our um, Elizabeth conversation if we want to talk about her anymore, even though I know she's not on the show anymore. Right. But Mackenzie pointed this out that – Basically, there's seems to be a trend of people who are neurodivergent or thinking that they're neurodivergent or just like coming to the internet to talk about being neurodivergent. And I don't know if we want to spend too much time on this, but like I've seen it too and I don't know how to feel about it. I, also, I don't know how I feel about this being a trend, like that's right. the part that kind of bothers me. Right. Well, first and foremost, we are by no means subject matter experts on this, nor do either of ourselves uh, classify ourselves or have been diagnosed as neurodivergent or have any type of such conditions. So 
we're very much outsiders speaking on this. And I brought it up just because I didn't know how to feel about it because I've been seeing a lot of people on my TikTok page, on Facebook, just around the internet that are like, oh my gosh, guys, I think I'm neurodivergent or like they've recently discovered or self-diagnosed themselves to be neurodivergent. And first of all, I mean, that's a very online quiz or a whatever. Right. And it's a very broad term to begin with. So it's not like it classifies you with one particular thing. You know, some people are coming out to say that they're on the autism spectrum or they're autistic and et cetera, et cetera. So I just brought it up to Sierra because I'm like, am I just getting like, somehow my algorithm has geared this towards me and I'm just getting this content or do you feel like this is almost like becoming a trend? And again, I don't know if that's even the word for it because what I told Sierra was on one hand, I'm like, maybe we're just stepping into a new age and a new time where people really are neurodivergent and, you know, they do feel this way. This is how their brain and they're, you know, this is how they are. And they've always been this way, but we've just haven't had as much awareness or transparency for people to feel comfortable, you know, embracing that. Like I'm sure in the past people have thought like, oh, well, I'm not on the spectrum or I don't want to be because that's weird or whatever, that maybe we're just stepping into a more accepting time, which if that's the case, that's wonderful. But, and I can't speak for people that are actually on the spectrum or that are actually neurodivergent, obviously. Um, but my feeling with seeing so much of this is like, are, are all of these people actually on the spectrum or are people kind of like wanting to almost like make it a trend? Like they feel like it's a trendy thing or, you know, whatever. And then they're just self-diagnosing and then almost like using it as something for like clout or views or something to like make them stand out and be different, which making it like a personality trait. Right. I feel so horrible like saying that because on one hand, I'm like, if you're faking that for views, that's horrible. But then if you're someone that that's actually how you are and how you feel, I feel like shit for like trying to accuse someone of faking. You know what I mean? I I think I just, I don't know how to put this into words, but I feel like if, if I were to even remotely think that I had any sort of symptoms of any of the neurodivergent like examples categories like yeah I wouldn't my first instinct would not be to go to the internet and like make a video and be like so this is what I think I have and like yeah. even though I've never gotten a second opinion I you know I my first instinct would be if I really felt this way is I would want answers and I would want confirmation before I spoke about it. And I feel like there's far too many people on the internet that are just like going through a checklist and saying like, yeah, I have this and this and this and this and this. Therefore it's leading me to believe that I could be neurodivergent. And again, that's great if it is shedding light on people who are learning new things about themselves and like having these discoveries 
but yeah. also it's not fair to the people who are actually neurodivergent and are not trying to shed light on their disability in a way or condition right. in a way that's like popular or like in, in any way that's not just to bring awareness is just to be like right sure. I don't know it just cheapens it I don't know it cheapens the experience somehow yeah. and I mean if you it's it's the same thing if you relate it back to like someone pretending to have cancer to like raise money or whatever it feels the same way as that again we're not calling out anyone in particular but it just seems like there's been a crazy amount of uptick in this type of like content lately that maybe maybe it is the case and we just haven't had our eyes open to it before or maybe this is something other people are noticing and i don't know or maybe and, and again another possibility is maybe the population of people who are neurodivergent is larger than i think it is and right which of course has to be i would think that that has to be the case but i'm like are they all also happen to be people that are just like already like micro influencers on TikTok, and then they're suddenly also neurodivergent? Yeah, it just seems like the circulation of that population is just more widespread. And again, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing or just like a neutral thing. I'm I'm not really sure how to feel about it, but it does seem just like somewhat suspicious and. Mackenzie and I are just kind of keeping our finger on that one just to. Right. And I think we both, again, it's not our area to speak on or defend or any of those things. The only reason we brought it up or the reason that it even came to my attention, I think is because like we both do have, you know, we have a lot of care for like those communities. I know like when I did my volunteer work, you know, throughout school, um, like we could always like pick what type of volunteer work we did. And I always worked um, with people with uh, special needs and people on the spectrum. And so like, that's a population that's, you know, really special to me. So it's not a, it's not coming from a place of me trying to like call people out. It's coming from a place of like trying to be like, I, I don't want their experience to be overshadowed by people chasing internet fame. Yeah. And I, I agree with that. And I uh, I don't want people to be out there misrepresenting the community if they're truly not a part of it. Right. It's like, I only right. want people to represent the community if they really are. And I'm like, are you sure? Are you for sure? For sure. Because like, let's not, let's just not make it a normal thing to go on the internet and say that you think you are a part of a certain right. community if you're not entirely sure. So, right. Which I'm sure too that, this throws a whole wrench in it, but like access to healthcare and affordability of healthcare is a whole other side of this conversation, I'm sure. And so that could be the reason that some people aren't able to seek actual professional, you know, diagnosis and help and all of that, which is sad and unfortunate. That is true. And that's a whole nother situation. I'm like, it's, it's a lot, but you know, it was worth a mention for sure. We go from smash or pass Disney characters <laughs> to healthcare access in America. I know, but that just like also just to somewhat transition, this is going to be rough, but like the whole Elizabeth 
situation of her being on The Bachelor and saying that she's ADHD and, you know, then Clayton going to the internet and like apologizing to her and was like, I, you know, didn't realize that Shanae said these things about you being neurodivergent, yada, yada, yada. Like he did come back and apologize to her. But again, I, I've heard some things. I don't really follow Elizabeth closely on the internet, but, or on socials, but I think that she's done like some Instagram lives or, you know, done Mm -hmm. Q and A's and things. Um, and she talks about her, being herself being neurodivergent and again some people are criticizing her saying that again she's kind of just using that as like her main characteristic characteristic mean I don't know what to call it like right not so much like bringing awareness but more so just like shedding light on the fact that she has it and right so something it's rubbing people the wrong way and I just thought, you know, this was a very relevant topic. So anyways, but Elizabeth is no longer on the show. We know that. She got kicked off last week. So let's take a quick break, and then we'll slide on into a little bit of this week's Bachelor content. All right. So jumping into this week of The Bachelor, we're still on the Shanae. We're still on the Shanae drama, and... One, like we're all over it, but also we're kind of living for it, or at least I'm living for it, because at this point I've given up hope on Clayton, and I've decided in my mind he's a Peter Bachelor. He is a Peter Bachelor. He just is like in love, in quotation marks, with everyone, aka I just want to make out with everyone. I don't really know what I want. I'm just going to be kind of goofy with my decisions and not really think them through and keep around toxic girls like Shanae or Victoria. I feel like he's the definition of the person who's like, I'm just gonna like take each moment as it comes and like really just like give myself to the process. And you're like, okay, but you gotta like fix her wife. Start figuring things out. Not just like going through the process of kissing all the girls and right I just don't know that he has the advanced I don't know that he has the advanced uh like emotional and decision making skills that he needs to have to like get married at the end of this Hmm. I don't know I will say one of my favorite quotes on this episode was from my girl Sierra um Spoiler alert, she left this episode and she just goes up to him and says, don't be stupid. First of all, when all the girls can, well, he talked to all the girls, somehow still keeps Shanae around, which like, number one, if someone's throwing a trophy, it's stupid. It's not that big of a deal in the grand scheme of things, but if someone on my season of The Bachelorette comes up to me and is like, yeah, this guy's like throwing trophies, I'm like, you're immediately out because that is a red flag. Like if you are a grown man, grown woman, acting like this, like that, it just, it says so much more about so many other things under the surface. 
Like I would never, even if a producer came up to me and was like, Mackenzie, we think it would be really funny if you just did this. I'd be like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. Like, I'm not going to act like a child. I feel bad for like the, the women who did say something that were there last week when Shanae came in and like interrupted the group date. Um, Like, because they said it, they were like, he's not, he's validating her behaviors and like, that's not fair to the rest of us who brought to light that like, she's not fun or good to be around. Right. He just is dismissing all of that. And it's just like, yeah, well, I'm going to give her another chance though. And honestly, I hate to be so bold as to say this, but at this point, if I wasn't really feeling Clayton, I'd be like, all right, I'm out. Like, if you're going to keep her, then, like, I for sure am not the one for you. Like, right. But how many – I agree. I completely agree. that Those were my thoughts exactly while I was watching. And, like, the fact that Sierra was even, like, that nice when she was leaving – I was like, I would have literally, I would not have said bye to him. That might sound like petty and dramatic, but I'm like, if he's going to act like that and make that dumb of decisions and like clearly just, he's not thinking rationally because he likes trust. I would assume hope that he respects on some level, a good chunk of the women that are left, you know, and there's quite a few of them still. Mm-hmm. So if all of them are coming to you and saying something about this girl and you're going to think that just is happenstance, something just got lost in like communication. Like it's different if one girl calls out another girl, like maybe she's just jealous, whatever, but like, that's not the case. And so if I have like 10 rational men coming up to me and saying, Hey, Mackenzie, this guy's like kind of crazy. He's the worst. I mean, you really got away. I know. And even if, even if all those 10 people are wrong, like the, like you're going to go with the 10 people versus the one person, like your odds are better going with the majority at that point. Like, well, yeah. And the memo you're sending to those 10 people is like, well, I don't also really trust your interpretation of this person. Yeah. So Clayton has to make decisions on his own and he has to go with his gut or his heart or his penis. I don't know what he's going with at this point, but like, it's just, it seems questionable to me. Yeah. Um, I would, I would walk. I would literally have like said bye to the girls and would have left. Like I would have had my rose and be like, I'm, thank you so much. But like, I'm, I'm not feeling it anymore. My thoughts are, my thoughts are though on that. Like I said, I agree with you, but I guarantee you there are girls in the group right now that already 110% feel that way. They're just staying on for screen time. Oh yeah. 100%. They're like, I just want to see what destination we go to next. Like, well, exactly. They're like, they're like, well, I know he's not picking me, but it's fine. Cause I'm not picking him. So like, I'm going to go on vacation for another week. Yeah. And like, get that bag. Like good for them. Yeah. No, I get that. I see that side too. <laughs> One of the craziest things was when Shanae was like, I just, yeah, I really do just need to apologize and, and I will. And then she apologized and then like had her little Oscar moment, um, sobbing in front of the girls and, 
um, then just came right back to Clayton and was like, so I apologize. And it was amazing. And it was so good. And then acted like, acted like, I just needed that so much. And then they made out. And I was like, what is this? I, I literally predicted it when she, when Clayton pulled her aside to talk to her, when he pulled her out of the group, I was watching with the squad and I said to the group, I was like, watch, he will like slap her on the hand and then somehow at the end of it, they will end up making out. And everyone was like, no, that can't happen. And I was like, watch. And it did. And I was like, this is absurd, but here we are. (sighs) Yeah. So anyway, I'm a little bit surprised that she's still here, but nonetheless, she prevailed against all odds. And I don't want to like breeze past Serene because I think she was the first thing that happened in the episode, but basically Serene seems really cute and sweet. I don't have much else to say about her. I think she's cute. I don't know that she's the one, but I don't see any like major red flags with her by any means. Do you have anything to say? No, I think majority of the women on this show are too good for Clayton. (laughs) I'm like, get out, get out while you can. I'm rooting for them to go home. The only thing that I thought was like kind of weird that she said was like, she basically told Clayton like, yeah, some people call me mysterious. And she was like, do you think I'm mysterious? Like, do you think that I just like have a dark side? I'm like, who says that about themselves? So that's like, again, kind of like when somebody calls himself an empath or whatever, they're like, I'm mysterious because other people say I'm mysterious. You're like, okay, cool. Okay, girl. Do you think? Like, even if somebody else called me mysterious, I wouldn't go around then calling myself mysterious or telling people that someone told me that. You know what I'm saying? Anyway, that was the only thing that I was like, that's a little bit weird. Um... And then I know Gabby has her date. Um, mm-hmm. What do you? I think she's really cute. I think she. I like her. She seems like a very personable she person. Seems like a girl. Yeah, she seems more real and cool and fun and all of the things. Apparently, she used to date Dean. Yeah, I heard that. I was gonna bring that up too. Um, and like I don't know the timeline of that, but same, which kind of surprises me. I don't know. Dean's just an odd character that it's really hard to like picture anyone. I, I mean, I know he's obviously with Kaylin, but like trying to match make of like who should be with him in my mind is a crapshoot. So I'm like, well, I guess, <laughs> I guess that works. Cause he's just, he's one of a kind. Yeah. I don't know. I thought Gabby was really like endearing on this episode. Um, I really liked one of the things she said to Clayton when she was explaining like her backstory, she said that because of her upbringing, I guess that she's really good at giving love, but she's not good at receiving love. And I was like, that's really interesting. Cause I feel like sometimes it's more common maybe to be the other way around. Like maybe more people feel like it's easier to, to take in than to give out. I don't know. Maybe not, maybe that's not true, but I resonated with what she said. And I'm like, yeah, I kind of feel like it's easier to give than to receive sometimes. So I liked the way that she worded that. Um, I think the only other thing is there's that roast date 
and I don't know. I don't have much to say on it other than they pretty much just roasted Shanae and she wasn't even there. And I was like, what's the point? Yeah, there was a weird little um, roast back and forth between Sarah and what's her, her name? Mara. 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 Um, yeah, that was weird. Like, they were really – honestly, Sarah more so was, like, coming <laughs> for Mara. And I was like, this was, like, not really called for. Yeah, when you bring someone's appearance into play, I'm like, that's – Yeah, the first two were, like, okay. And then – the like gap tooth I was like that's too much that's too much I draw the line I know it's a roast but like you have to live with this person yeah because the jokes about like being young or being old could just be like haha they're just joking on it because they're the oldest and the youngest in the house yeah there was no need to bring her teeth into this yeah that her teeth her teeth did nothing to you leave her teeth alone um and then, okay, we see Rachel get the group date rose, which obviously I feel like she has to be top three, if not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, we said this last week when she had her one-on-one. I feel like she's the one. I think – I do think she's up there. I, in line with my Peter comment, think that this is also going to end in a dumpster fire and that the girls are going to get mixed up, mashed up towards the end. Maybe he picks someone, then he picks someone else. He picks someone, they drop out, or he ends up with no one. Like, I'm feeling like one of those endings is coming on. I could see her being like the Hannah Ann. Like, being like the one that he really, really likes. Maybe his family really, really likes her too. And then, like, something goes awry, like, at the last second. Yeah. Are you, so you mean Maddie? No, I mean Hannah Ann, because Hannah Ann is the one that he, like, picks, and then he goes back on and breaks up with her and then picks. Gotcha. But I mean, yeah. I guess it's all at what point you pinpoint Peter's story. In my mind, Peter was always going to pick Maddie. It wasn't until the end that he kind of felt Maddie pulling back and then saw that his parents didn't like her as much that that split off, and that's why he went with Hannah Ann, even though he still liked her. Yeah, I'm thinking, like, ultimately, though, Hannah Ann, even though she was the winner, she wasn't the winner. But was she even the winner? Because then Kelly was the winner. But then also, he slept with Hannah Brown. So, like, was she the winner? We don't really know. Oh, it's the winner. He's still making out with his mom at home right now. Um, He's probably at home making one of those videos. Y'all were raised by Karen. I was raised by Barb. Bang, 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 bang. Uh, sweet nums. Um, anyway. Yeah, sweet nums. <laughs> Y'all were raised by Karen. I was raised by sweet nums. <laughs> oh, gosh. Basically, we were oh. left on a cliffhanger with the two-on-one between Genevieve and Shanene. Um, we haven't had a cliffhanger. Or we haven't had a cliff. We have had a cliffhanger. We had a cliffhanger every week. Um, we yeah. haven't had a, two, a true two-on-one in a hot minute. No, like in several seasons. Yeah. Um, So I am excited for that. Um, I'm pretty sure this is going to be the end of Shanene, hopefully. Also, we'll talk about the preview because it looks like in the preview, she just starts telling lies, which surprise, surprise, that Genevieve uh, was just like packing her bags the night before and saying she wanted to go home. And like, we've seen nothing of the such. Like she's just, Making up a whole story, then we just see Genevieve crying. 
I know, poor girl. It seems from what we saw that like Sinead just comes in sneak attack with a whole made up story and she's just like, I got her this time. I'm like, what? And again, doesn't this seem like a, I mean, again, maybe, maybe Clayton is going to see through this and finally send her home. But you would think he has to see through her behavior and see that this is a pattern. Like, how come when push comes to shove, Shanae somehow magically has, like, a dramatic story or tea to spill on whoever her current enemy is? Like, do you think that's more likely the case or more likely that Shanae is just making this up? I know. But the thing is, is that Shanae's underlying backstory this whole time is that the other girls are mean to her yeah and so she's already made a point to say that Genevieve was talking behind closed doors about her so she has that in her back pocket at all times like she's called everyone in there a bully so she's gonna probably just chalk it all up to the fact that like well everyone's mean to her so that's why they don't like me like whatever it's a lot it's a lot lot. We'll see what happens. We'll see um, how next week goes. I'm also very interested because they gave us a little bit more in the extended preview this week. Um, Not only the clips that we've already seen about him sleeping with everyone and being in love with everyone, but also he, like, appears to, like, go off on, like, one of the girls or one of the contestants and, like, you ruined this for me. He was like, don't – he was like, be straight with me, like – yeah, he was yelling at someone. Oh my gosh, I want to know who that is. I know. I'm like because, and let aside from anyone but Shanae, everyone seems like very pure, and I can't see anyone there with ulterior motives. What if he's yelling at the host, a producer, or a producer? I mean, it definitely could be the case, but I I need to go back and watch because you always have to like rewatch and be like, okay, how could have this been clipped together? Mm-hmm. But it seemed like there were multiple clips that just, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. They're sneaky. 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 Sneaky little snakes. Yep. All right. Well, I think that concludes this week's episode of Girls Gone Gab. Um, I think that's it. We will see you guys next time. Have a more focused February. Stay focused. Stay focused. Stay fab. Keep gab. Okay, bye. Okay, bye.